We're living and working in a world that's being rapidly transformed by technology. The manufacturing sector in particular is embracing big data, predictive analytics, cloud technology, and so on. So it's easy to forget that a company's most valuable asset is not its technology, but its employees. Welcome to Applied Excellence, an ongoing podcast series produced by AME Canada. I'm Chris Henry. In this episode, we're going to deep dive into people-centric leadership, what it is, why it works, and how it provides enormous value to companies. We'll be hearing from three people. One of them is an instructor in PCL workshops. Another has been a practitioner for more than a decade. And the third is just beginning to take his employees on the PCL journey. Lisa Weiss is a continuous improvement expert and a member of the AME People-Centric Leadership Team. She routinely conducts seminars and workshops on PCL. She realized in a very personal way how the power of changing the way we lead can impact the lives of others. So I'm a mom of two boys. They're 14 and 17 right now. But when my oldest son was a middle school student, and I was very hard on them, very critical on them. I worked long days. I would come home at night and I would push them to do well in school to be successful. So I was always barking orders. Did you do your homework? I was always criticizing and correcting and trying to drive them to better performance. And this happened day after day after day. And I could tell the relationship with my son, my kids, I'd walk in the door, my kids would run from me. And one day I came home and my, my husband says to me, Lisa, you're like the cloud of doom descending upon the house. It was shocking. It hit me. I was like, oh my God, he was right. I was trying to drive my kids to be better. I mean, that's what parents do. And I'm a working mother. I don't have a lot of time um, to spend with my kids. So I realized I had to change. I had to totally switch from trying to control and drive them to better performance to giving them control, to allowing them to take responsibility and accountability for themselves, for their lives, for their education. And I had to support them and help them to learn what I couldn't teach them. I gave up control. Well, that's an interesting point. And I wonder if executives fall into that trap too, of thinking that they're running the ship, but in fact, they're not really. That's exactly right. I have to set a, I mean, I set a vision um, for my son. I mean, this is what I want. This is what I want you to do. And um, I think that's what leaders don't realize is they don't really have a, have control. All they can do is set a vision, set objectives, and then they got to let their employees and people um, work towards that vision or goal. The result of Lisa letting go of control was that her son finished his grade nine year at the top of his class, and he continues to excel today. In fact, she maintains that when leaders hang on to control, it proves counterproductive. Most leaders are trying to drive to performance and we, we tend to focus on driving towards improvement, getting the results, getting the numbers. It's all about that. So as a leader, 
you do have these problems. You have the needs of the organization and you have got to balance the needs of the organization with the needs of the individual. You got to stop trying to control. You got, or you don't control. You have to give up control and allow people to perform and achieve. And it is scary. Mm. It's very hard to do that because it is counterintuitive, right? We think the harder we drive, the more we push, the better we'll get. Yep. As opposed to if we, we let things happen um, by giving people what they need and the support they need to learn and grow and give them the objectives, they're gonna probably exceed our objectives. Our next guest, Ron Harper, would agree with Lisa's comment. He's been a practitioner of PCL for a long time in his role as president of Cogent Power. Cogent is the North American leader in supplying and manufacturing critical power components for the electrical energy industry. Ron believes that a people-centric leader must see not just an employee, but the whole person. I've been working with people-centric leadership and the, the concept and the approach in a more formal kind of learning way for about 10 plus years now. And, and that is something I learned fairly early on that you needed to engage the whole person. So if you take a look at, at, at you, me, anybody else uh, that is working in, in an organization or a company and has a responsibility, we all, all have different roles in our life. And that role could be a parent, it could be a hockey coach, it could be a leader in an organization, it could be a, a volunteer in a hospital. We all carry different roles. And to me, dealing with the whole person in a in a leadership capacity, it's it's about not just looking at the employee part of that person in terms of the way you engage with them. You actually are engaging with the whole person in all the roles of their life. And that doesn't mean that you have to spend all day talking to and about all the various roles they have outside their work responsibilities. But as you're talking to a person, you're looking at them and in all the roles in their life the, and, and the challenges that they may be, be facing uh, and you really look at it in a whole human being kind of way, not just in their their specific role and responsibilities or functions in their uh, in their company. Mark Kuzik holds down the role of continuous improvement leader with his company Argus Machine in Edmonton, Alberta. Like Ron Harper, Mark is a people-centric leader, and he had the opportunity to take 15 Argus employees to a PCL workshop led by Lisa Weiss. He views PCL as the means by which some powerful communication can occur in the workplace. We started our lean journey um, in 2005, and so our people communicated that, you know, they, they have a good, uh, a good grasp of the tools, but I get the message that we're often stuck, and I've come to appreciate that we've never developed our people around changing the conversation and, and having meaningful conversations about meaningful work. And I believe the content within the people-centric leadership is that keystone that's been missing, a link, if you will, between the lean tools and our lean thinking or lean management. 
And this is really, I think, a great opportunity to give our employees um, that ability to have good conversations. So at the end of the uh, workshop, what was the response uh, from those who attended? We had uh, a group of frontline supervisors, and then we had a group of managers uh, attend. And what I found fascinating is the the morning portion really resonated with the frontline supervisors. Uh, there was some some content around genuine leadership stories told from military figures and, and researchers, and I think that basic knowledge uh, gave some tools to our frontline staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it not to discount the managers, I think they they also got uh, some great takeaways. However, in the afternoon, when we do some deeper dives into performance management, our office staff really embrace that going, wow, we've just never had content delivered in this format before in terms of us being able to think about having these conversations with employees in a different manner. So, so where do you see uh, the impact uh, coming for Argus? Do you anticipate some kind of a transformation within the company? What do you expect to get out of it? We've already started to see more support for our lean transformation. The content in this course changed the conversation that we're having between colleagues, team members, uh, and it started even during the break time at the 101. And so to say it's, it's shifting the culture, I think actions by every individual have an impact to shift the culture. For us, our goal has been to, how do we change the conversation or start a different conversation? And I think that's been the immediate impact. The long-term impact is shifting the mindset of the command and control notion to one of really coaching, developing people. I think it gives us tools we've never been taught in how to ask good, clear questions uh, and start to listen to those answers. That, to me, is changing the conversation mm-hmm. and allowing us to you know, achieve enterprise excellence. Here's Lisa Weiss again with a final comment. Everybody is a leader, and we're really trying to create a culture in which everyone will thrive. So if we're going to talk about people-centric leadership in this new way of business, it's not like we can just go out there and we'll just, you know, educate and support um, leaders in this new way, this new paradigm shift, and everybody else, they'll figure it out on their own. It's like we got to embrace organizations in total. It's exciting to consider the possibilities in an organization with an empowered workforce where everyone is moving forward towards a common goal. People-centric leadership can make this a reality. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Applied Excellence. Comments on our website, ame.org, are always welcome. Technical producer on these podcasts is Dave Grine. I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for being with us.